stress. I repeat myself when under stress. So Adrian Blue, keep listening to WCBN FM right here in Ann Arbor. You know Adrian. Sex, sleep, eat, drink, dream. Well, uh, good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. Obviously, horrible events in Paris and uh, kind of bizarre responses from American politicians about this whole event. Um, Overstatement, overreaction, (laughs) demagoguery, uh, crazy talk. You know, Donald Trump says it might not have happened if people had been armed. Well, who the heck goes to a soccer match armed or a cafe to have a couple of beers on Friday night? That's ludicrous. You know, the reason that people went armed in the Wild West is because there weren't very many people around and law enforcement was scarce and low in numbers and it was generally considered to be somewhat uncivilized. This is the fact that a lot of these people who say, well, if more people had guns, uh, things would be safer— fail to recognize is that a law-abiding society uh, filled with economic opportunities for all to participate in renders the situation, uh, the need for guns, non-existent. So, I mean, that's why Paris, Paris doesn't need guns. No, but America probably does. And Just to put this in perspective, and I don't mean to belittle what happened in uh, Paris, because obviously this is an unprecedented event. It's a diabolical criminal act as well as a terrorist act. It was obviously planned from Belgium, (laughs) of all things, uh, probably with some involvement of Syrian terrorists. But I just wanted to... Note in today's New York Times, they actually have a uh, an article noting that Baltimore, the city of Baltimore here in Maryland, over the weekend experienced their 300th homicide this year. That's one American city. Now, that's obviously not mass shootings of this variety with this sort of symbolism. Uh, I don't mean to get into numerology, but it's uh, interesting that... 9-11, See the sequence there with the well, numbers? Friday the 13th, too. Friday the 13th. Uh, I'd just like to point out that the Russian airplane that went down in the Sinai, um, that I don't know has been attributed yet to ISIL, that happened on Halloween. Friday the 13th, Halloween. These are connected to America. An American band playing at the rock venue, the concert hall. Eagles of Death Metal. This has got diabolical symbolism written all over it. It's rather incredible. I'm not too familiar with their music, but uh, 
Maybe CBN's got some eagles of death metal. Well, they've played the area, had shows in Detroit. Um, I, I assume mean, they're a heavy metal band. No, actually, I think not. Really? Yeah, I think it's sort of a tongue-in-cheek name. Um, hmm. The descriptions of them in the media over the weekend, because uh, there's so many bands these days, it's impossible to stay familiar with all of them, uh, that they're a band known for their witty content. So I, that doesn't really strike me as heavy metal in flavor. But uh, They I must mean, be giants, kind of. Well, it's obviously traumatizing for any fan. I mean, when I heard about this happening, I thought, oh, well, I you know, have a friend who lives in Paris, sure. uh, former uh, WCBN DJ, uh, Michel Chateau lives in Paris, so I'm sure we'll, you know, have some contacts from him via emails and stuff. Um, but, uh, oh, one of my favorite bands is on tour. They're on the European leg of their tour. What band was it? Oh, well, it wasn't the band I was thinking about, but, I mean, it's a disaster for this band, too. I mean, to be superficial about it, it's uh, you're forever uh, equated with this event. Yeah. Um, and so it tarnishes like a whole career and a body of work and so forth. But uh, uh, just to go back to the numbers and to Donald Trump's bizarro claim that uh, more guns would have prevented this uh, catastrophe from happening. Uh, Paris is a city of 12 million people. Uh, New York City, uh, 8 million, you know, give or take. Uh, there are fewer murders in Paris every year. Um, more people, fewer guns, less murder. It's easy math. Um, it's really hard to, to know what response to, to make to any of those. Uh, uh, Marco Rubio's comment that... Uh, Obama wants to open the floodgates and, and let every refugee into uh, America. And Governor Snyder announcing, oh, well, Michigan's not going to accept any more refugees. Um, <laughs> the refugees are not to blame for this attack in Paris. If we're looking to affix blame, where's the war crimes tribunal to investigate the nefarious shenanigans of Dick Cheney at all in opening up the can of worms that was the war that was supposed to rebuild the Middle East. And, of course, ISIL is, is mainly an offshoot of the uh, so-called al-Qaeda in Iraq entity. Which never by, existed. Yeah, never existed. Uh, Rubio, for his uh, bizarreness uh, amongst all the other weird things he said over the weekend, quoting here from Patrick Healy, Republican candidates urge aggressive response. After Paris attacks, big surprise. Have they advocated raising taxes or a draft? There's many of them calling for ground troops. Some of them are in Congress. Introduce a war resolution if you choose. But why is that America? Why should that be America's response to this event? Uh, John Kasich, to give him a little credit, he at least called for a NATO response. I can see that. But here's Mr. Rubio. Mr. Rubio calling for ground troops or troops of uh, in, in the neighborhood of five to 15,000. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, was reluctant to tie himself to a specific number of troops. He did call for filming attacks on the militants and then broadcasting the footage as a way to counter ISIS recruitment efforts. Such images would show that ISIS is not invisible, 
that if you join their movement, you're probably going to end up dying or being captured or killed by Americans or coalition forces. Doy, there's a suicide army contingent here, dude. <laughs> you're doing some of their recruiting for them in that kind of an approach. I mean, oh, why not show them Battle of Algiers? Oh, that makes the French look really bad. Oh, because of all the torture and stuff. Well, no, if we can't do that, you know, let's let's actually do it and film it. Yeah, and of course, in all the other uh, interesting connections between France and America historically, how interesting that over the weekend it was the 50th anniversary of the first major uh, ground offensive in Vietnam, mm. um, November 14th. Lyndon Johnson had already escalated ground forces into South Vietnam massively in the summer of 1965. The attack at Pleiku on February 9th of 1965 led McGeorge Bundy to recommend this hawkish approach. Of course, the United States went into Vietnam uh, in the 50s to help the French. Dien Bien Phu. 1954, not that long ago. Uh, as for Ben Carson, wow. Um, he uh, blamed Obama for, quote, not having the kind of vision that would allow you to recognize that once you've gotten a place like Iraq under control, you don't withdraw, which leaves an indelible vacuum and allows for developments of things like ISIS, and he repeated his view that, quote, boots on the ground would probably be important in the fight against the Islamic State. But said broader action was also necessary. Of course, he's always a guy that kind of looks like when he's asked actual policy questions of being a man with sand in his eyes. Confused. And a flask of NyQuil in the back pocket, perhaps. Indelible vacuum? What does that even mean? Well, and what is he talking about? Iraq under control, right? Yeah, that's There's ludicrous. A fantastical notion. Uh, there were relative periods of some calm here and there, but once again, ISIL is an offshoot of Al Qaeda in Iraq, and they moved into Syria from Iraq and control part of Iraq, hence their name, ISIL. That's Islamic State in the Levant. Um, we learned, oh, by the way, I heard this on BBC. This is absolutely incredible. Ben Carson apparently has, this is reported by James Bamford, great mm. historian of uh, the National Security Agency, one of the first major exposés of what the NSA does, uh, is reporting in a, in an article that Ben Carson actually has military advisors that are advocating a Christian army for the United States, that they want 100% Christians in the Ben Carson army. Um, I think I know what their song is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Onward, Christian soldiers. Uh, remarkable stuff. Um Ted Cruz, of course, uh, openly, you know, as usual, blaming Obama and calling for all of this uh, escalation of an approach. 
Then we have Jeb Bush, who urged Americans to, quote, transform their mindset and recognize that an organized effort to destroy Western civilization is underway. Talk about an overstatement. Um, I'm afraid that the attacks in Paris are not going to destroy Western civilization. Uh, only nuclear bombs can do that, by the way. <laughs> um, global warming is... is or Long-term. <laughs> it's long-term. It's sort of like the frog in the boiling pot of water. Um, by the way, Rubio's uh, commitment for troops was... Quote, um, five to 10,000. Hmm. Did we have enough troops in Afghanistan? Did we have enough troops in Iraq? No. Uh, Rubio's in Congress. He can uh, <clears throat> authorize a de declaration of war at any time. And, of course, Rubio has all these immigration issues sort of buzzing around his newfound fame. So no surprise that we would get a bombastic approach from 15 Republican Southern governors and one Democratic governor to, you know, bar any Syrian refugees in the United States. I don't think there was one candidate who had the human decency to say when asked about this or, you know, what is your statement to simply say, what a horrible tragedy. I'm filled with sadness today. I don't really think that I can formulate a direction that the country can take until some facts emerge. Sure. You know, we don't really know how this organization pulled this off. Uh, Though there sure have been reports, by the way, that <laughs> one of the participants in this event uh, got in to Greece with a Syrian passport on the 3rd of October. Well, and the numbers of, uh, and here is where the sort of colonial legacy of France comes into play here. Uh, the numbers of French-born uh, individuals who have gone to Syria, and it's like 1,800 mm -hmm. or something, uh, there's a dozen or so who've made it over from the U.S. to join ISIL and their uh, bizarre campaign of terror. Um, Syria and Lebanon both, by the way, Lebanon, page A6 of your New York Times, for their... Uh, 40-plus body count bomb attacks over the weekend. Um, and, of course, they had a massive one even before this event in Paris. Indeed. So, But, oh, we're all used to the idea of uh, explosions and turmoil in uh, Beirut, so uh, that's not seen as as big a story. Um, obviously, it's connected. They're part of the same story. But Lebanon and Syria were both the parts of the Mideast that fell into French hands, uh, at the collapse of the Ottoman Empire. And, of course, without this event in uh, Paris, which I think um, is obviously going to change many things for a couple of months anyway, until uh, we get back to uh, YouTube and our uh, lifestyle and whatnot. Um, you know, we love the French for their quality of life, their civilization, their contributions to human civilization. Uh, leisure activity. I mean, obviously, this attack was, at some level, an attack on a, quote, way of life. But the, 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 the Parisians that have been interviewed by the American media 
have been less interested in retaliation mm -hmm. and vengeance and more interested in making a statement, we won't be afraid. In other words, the terrorism and, and this generation of fear that these misguided presidential candidates, quite frankly, are have been engaged in um, is, is quite remarkable. Uh, Rand Paul, by the way, is, is not going to get any traction from uh, this event. And without this attack, by the way, the big story over the weekend would have been Donald Trump's meltdown in Iowa, you know, where he called mm. the voters stupid. Right. And the drone attack on Jihad Johnny, <laughs> the British um, citizen who has been featured in the beheading videos. That are some of the wackiest, most barbaric kinds of propaganda imaginable. Why do we need to film American troops attacking ISIS when ISIS provides the propaganda exactly necessary? Look at these knuckleheads. <laughs> what can you say? I mean, is this a caliphate? I don't know. Um, I can understand and. Um, recognize that the president of France has to respond. And the response is, by the way, going to be largely a law enforcement response. Mm -hmm. This state of emergency, by the way, allows the French government to round people up. You know, the old joke from Casablanca. Round up the usual suspects. You got it. Round them up. And they can do that. They can hold people without trial um, indefinitely. They don't have an American-style constitution. So very aggressive uh, police action can be taken by both the Belgian and French authorities in all probability. And I think we're going to see that over the next couple of days. Um, are the bomb attacks by France against uh, Raqqa, the alleged capital of this mythical caliphate, I'm sure that Raqqa is an absolute mess. And, of course, uh, we should never forget that Syria is the most dangerous place in the world for journalists. Foreign journalists have been kidnapped, tortured, and beheaded. And Jihad Johnny, for whatever twisted reasons was so twisted that he could film himself doing this barbarity. Enough said on that. I mean, I don't understand why America needs to film troops attacking ISIS or ISIL. I suspect, by the way, that if ISIL is actually tangibly linked to the Russian uh, event, the worst Russian air disaster in their history, we're going to see a shift of strategy. Mm -hmm. Why don't we step back for a couple of days and relax a bit, think things through, or to quote a famous British writer, sit down and have a cup of tea. <laughs> I mean, really. All of this sort of, I don't know what to call it, mindless stupidity that's going on with our presidential candidates even attacking the president almost personally at some level is really mindless.
and not the approach that our government or society should be taking. No, it's just their steady uh, regimen of anger and fear are the uh, emotional touchstones for any of the Republican candidates, certainly. And uh, today's uh, brand new issue of Harper's Magazine, this is for the December edition, amount the Pentagon spent training and arming Syrian rebels before pausing its efforts in October, $384 million. Number of fighters trained, 124. So on the 50th anniversary of the Vietnam War, the uh, same sort of ignorant approach uh, still being argued for, still being waged. Yeah, and of course this event in, in Vietnam, and I should have written down the name of the actual battle because it was sort of the first offensive action that the ground troops took where they basically tried to take a, a hill somewhere and to their shock and dismay and eventual carnage that resulted, they discovered there were was resistance in them Var Hills. <laughs> uh, let's give out a brain damage award to James Don't Call Me Cardinal Wolseley. He was interviewed on national public radio yesterday. By the way, he was part of the group of 18 neoconservatives that advocated for the overthrow of Saddam Hussein, Uh, former CIA director. He actually blamed Edward Snowden for the events in Paris, vicariously. He said that Edward Snowden had, quote, blood on his hands because we we don't have enough money going into intelligence gathering. Of course, it emerges that the United States is spending about $50 billion on this. France, about $750 million. These are very different numbers. Don't be confused between billion and million. How much is the church spending on it? <laughs> and Cardinal Wolsey. <laughs> of his own personal largesse. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, I'm a little unclear how a interview on national public radio can allow James Wolsey, of all people, to, I, I don't know, omit the fact that he was involved in the, the major sort of neoconservative effort in Washington, the, the think tanks, the signers of the letter, the original advocates of overthrowing Saddam Hussein, written back in 1998. Uh, he had left uh, the CIA at that point. Those wise, wise men, who were they? Yeah, uh, utterly uh, clueless stuff. Uh, Ted Cruz, of course, uh, frightens Americans by saying, it's coming to America. Isn't that a Neil Diamond song? You could set that to music and probably get a little bit more uh, appeal to that message. And, uh, you know, I would just, once again, I think that the apocalyptic nonsense needs to... (laughs) Needs needs to be diminished. Well, let's let's face it. Uh, it's already here in America, and in fact, when you said you know this is going to change the uh, economic uh, climate in Europe uh, for the next few months, um, when will the uh, pre-Christmas shooting happen in this country? You know, it's going to happen somewhere, 
at a campus or in a shopping center. Um, we see uh, not the numbers that happened in France over the weekend on a daily basis, but nationwide, the gun situation here is already to the point where it's as though there were a terror army already here. And as the old comic strip Pogo says, we have met the enemy and it is us. Well, and indeed, the uh, in re just a recent article about gun violence following the uh, horrible events in Roseburg, Oregon, at the community college, mm -hmm. uh, noted that uh, rampage killings are not the typical gun violence in America. Each day, some 30 people are victims of gun homicides slain by rival gang members, drug dealers, trigger-happy robbers, drunken men after bar fights. Um, Donald Trump wants people in bars to have guns, apparently. <laughs> Frenzied family members or abusive partners. An additional 60 people a day kill themselves with guns. This from an academic study uh, published following the events uh, well over a month ago well, in the Community course, College in Oregon. Those numbers are incomplete because many state governments are in cahoots with the gun manufacturer's lobby and do not uh, allow these statistics to be made public knowledge. Yeah, and in fact, Congress, in their infinite stupidity, has actually cut off funding to keep track of these statistics or past laws mm -hmm. that George W. Bush signed to prevent this data from actually being collected. Yes, there are gun and gang violence problems in Chicago, but it's been fairly well documented that most of the illegal guns that are being sold on the streets there are coming from Indiana, from Tennessee, from Mississippi, in the states that have lenient gun laws. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have anything to do with Chicago's stricter gun laws. It has to do with the proliferation of guns. As for ISIL, um, there, I think, is an element of... You, you do wonder, is, is this desperation? Uh, they have been losing territory in uh, the uh, Levant. Uh, the Kurds actually captured more territory last week in conjunction with American uh, air and intelligence support. They grabbed a key road that supplies Raqqa, so it makes you wonder. But, you know, it's very strange. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was reading about an attack in Bangladesh that ISIL took credit for, in which they basically assassinated an Italian aid worker. I mean, I mean, their 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 actions are so bizarre. There's no rhyme to reason to some of what they do. Well, you look at these attacks in Paris and ask yourself, what is the long term gain or benefit for any organization or group? And, you know, short of the extreme right wing politicians of Europe, I don't see any because, as you mentioned, the many of the Parisians interviewed have a proud uh, and defiant attitude that. We live in a cosmopolitan city, and we like it, and we're going to continue to do so. We're not going to be afraid to do so. Uh, we have freedoms, and we enjoy them as a cosmopolitan community. Uh, you're hearing a lot from the uh, right-wingers about, well, we should build a wall. We shouldn't allow any more people in, trying to uh, instill more hostility between French Muslims or, you know, to whip up dissent between uh, 
communities within countries. Um, sure. And this clash of civilizations nonsense that's still being promoted, I think, is very dangerous talk and reckless, just to say the least. Well, it, it, that's the that's what ISIS wants us to believe. Exactly. So why Republican presidential candidates are fanning these sorts of flames is beyond me. To emphasize the term, uh, the Judeo-Christian nature of Western culture is uh, disingenuous because really what we're talking about are three faiths. Uh, they're called the Abrahamic faiths, and they're very much cut from the same cloth. Uh, the books all reflect each other's uh, cultural traditions. Um, so this is not a war of cultures. It is a war within a culture. Yeah, and it, there are certainly... There's plenty of evidence of that, and in fact, as has been pointed out repeatedly over the weekend, most of the victims of ISIL's madness are other Muslims. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, this is a Shiite-Sunni thing to some degree, but uh, l let's face facts. I don't, you know, one expert pointed out ISIL, quote, doesn't even own so much as a crop duster. So... A diabolical criminal act associated with global terrorism. We need to be careful about this. This clearly was orchestrated from the the suburbs of, of Belgium, um, Molenbeek, this suburb this of relatively, uh, uh, most of these are Belgium citizens mm -hmm. in a poor neighborhood, so to speak. They have been linked to dozens of terrorist attacks in Europe, including that one bizarre incident a couple of months ago where a guy tried to shoot people on a on a train, but his gun jammed. Um, so I don't know. I think we need to step back, relax, let the French handle the problem, and maybe the Russians, just to... Uh, Remind you, you are listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I'd like to thank Andrew for engineering this evening. Um, I don't know if Mike Huckabee uh, should be taken seriously, but I guess uh, in more silly ideas, he actually called for the newly... Reluctantly elected Speaker Paul Ryan. That's right. I just heard about that. To resign <laughs> if he cannot protect the border. <laughs> of course, Ryan just a couple of weeks ago announced that he's not going to work with Obama for the rest of his presidency on the immigration issue, which you would think would be just the kind of d bizarre red meat that the Republican Party wants. They're the ones having this bizarre uh, debate about immigration here in the United States. They don't want to solve the problem. They don't want to deal with reality. John Kasich, once again, in the debates, has to tell Donald Trump, uh, your plan is mush. It's applesauce. <laughs> to quote Supreme Justice Antonin Scalia. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And as for Donald Trump's meltdown in 